BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests today on the Goodyear Hotline, and we've got great ones. So delighted you're here to hang out as we look ahead to Divisional Weekend. We got Thurman Thomas, legendary Buffalo Bill in 15 minutes. We got Ed Reed, legendary Baltimore Raven, right after that. We got the one and only Chris Berman, the man who built this house I'm working in right now. And he knows no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. He'll react to all of that, plus a whole lot more. The green list today, the greatest college coaches to go right to the NFL. Dan Orlovsky texted me. He's all in on the Jets coaching pick. We'll get to all that and more. It is a huge football weekend. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. The one place that I'm going to start here with our Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless is with the coaching carousel. We said it was going to be like popcorn, and the popcorn has started popping. Last night, Urban Meyer officially became the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. A few hours later, Robert Sala became the head coach of the New York Jets. And as of this morning, Diana Rossini is reporting that Arthur Smith has been offered the head coaching job with Atlanta. And I would expect that to get done while we are on the air here, or at least it is a possibility. So let's dive into this. Let's do the two that have gotten done. Let's do the easy one first. The two worst teams in the NFL hired their coaches. The Jaguars and the Jets won a combined three games between them this year. Jacksonville hiring Urban Meyer. Very mixed history going college to pro. Again, that'll be the subject of our green list a little bit later. So I think what you have to do is you have to first guess this stuff, right? You have to first guess. Do you think it's going to work or do you think it's going to not? And so my first guess on this is yes. I believe Urban Meyer will be a success. I've known Urban Meyer a long time. And among the many things I can tell you about him is that he is incredibly smart and incredibly careful about the decisions of this sort that he makes. He sees the Jacksonville Jaguars as a giant lump of clay that he can mold into exactly what he wants it to be. Trevor Lawrence, draft picks, a bunch of money. His history is quick turnarounds. 1-15 to the playoffs is probably too much to expect, but they will get better fast. And the over-under on him is five years that he coaches there. So the official prediction is he will make at least one deep playoff run before he's done. Am I going to sit here and tell you he's going to win a Super Bowl? I can't do it because that will be determined by just how good Trevor Lawrence is. If Trevor Lawrence is the, the savior that our draft analyst types are telling you he's going to be, well, then yes. Then they have an excellent chance to be in a Super Bowl for the next five years. If he's not, then the best they're going to do is a deep playoff run. But their problem will not be the coach. Urban Meyer is going to be an excellent coach in Jacksonville. He just won't be a long-term coach. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if you see four years or fewer from Urban 
Five years to me would seem to be an enormous success. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Then there's this. The Jets are hiring former 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala as their new head coach. Sides agree on a five-year deal. Reminds me a lot of the calm of Herm Edwards, but the fire of Rex Ryan. That's a, a pretty good combination there. I know a lot of people want to hear my reaction to the New York Jets hiring their head coach, Robert Sala. And I would say, initially, the situations of the Jets and the Jaguars are not that dissimilar. The Jets have a lot of extra draft picks this year. They have a lot of free agent money to spend. The big difference, of course, is the quarterback situation. The Jacksonville Jaguars have the easiest quarterback situation in the entire world. You've got this once-in-a-lifetime prospect sitting there at number one. You take him and you get on with your life. You spend, your, you spend the next couple of years developing him into what everyone says he should eventually be. The Jets have an entirely different situation, which is why when I woke up to this news this morning, I was not, I didn't see this until I got up this morning. The first thing I did was click on a video of Adam Schefter on SportsCenter talking about it. And I already knew that Robert Sala had been named the head coach. But the really important thing that Schefter said was this. I would think that Sam Darnold is going to return as the Jets quarterback. And the Jets will entertain offers at the number two pick. I think that they could sit there and take an offensive tackle. They could sit there and take a wide receiver. They could do whatever they want with that pick. But right now, I think the plan would be to proceed with Sam Darnold as the quarterback of the New York Jets in 2021. I think that Joe Douglas and this staff believe in him. Robert Sala believes in him. And I think that they'd like to give Sam Darnold an opportunity for a full season when he's healthy with a new staff to see what he could do. I would be surprised if Sam Darnold were not the starting quarterback on opening day. All right, and that is Shefty. And as I told you yesterday, I've known Adam Schefter 15 years. He doesn't just say that. Adam Schefter, any of you who have watched him, and that means all of you, you know Shefty is very careful with his words. He's not saying that if he doesn't know that. So obviously things can change between now and April, or even March when free agency begins. But clearly, as of right now, the plan of the New York Jets is to bring Sam Darnold back as their quarterback. I'm going to root for the best on that, but be very concerned. It is my belief that the New York Jets and the total dysfunction of their franchise, and I'm not reliving this because this is a day to sort of turn the page, but I feel that they have broken him. And it is my belief that for him to get fixed, the best way to do that is to go somewhere else. But if that's not what they're going to do, you're going to root for the best. You're going to root for him to be rehabilitated in this city where the fans, I think, are going to be unenthusiastic about his return. The fans of the New York Jets spent most of this season thinking they were going to get Trevor Lawrence. We'll wind up seeing what happens. As for Salah, I'm excited. He's a guy everybody wanted. His players, like Richard Sherman, are all tweeting support. His defense this year was top five despite losing basically everybody to injury. And most importantly, he is the coolest looking person I've ever seen in my entire life. The New York Jets now officially, is it, can we make this breaking news? The New York Jets officially have the coolest looking coach. No matter what else happens, our coach looks cooler than your coach. I expect the defense is going to get better fast, especially with C.J. Mosley back. Judging from Shefty, I do not expect them to take a quarterback at number two. I believe the Jets will trade it. I will make another prediction for you here. Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU, is going to emerge as a guy everybody wants. He is going to supplant Justin Fields as the number two quarterback in this draft. I believe ultimately the Jets will trade the second pick in this draft to someone who wants Wilson. 
And then the Jets will have a chance to remake the entire roster because they will have a ton of draft capital. Now, the question is, shouldn't they just take that quarterback? It's a long way off, but again, Shefty doesn't just go on television last night and say he expects Sam Darnold to be the quarterback if he doesn't know that, if he's not being told that by someone. So could they change their mind? Of course they could. But I think right now the expectation is Darnold will be the quarterback, and I believe the Jets will ultimately trade the second pick to someone who wants to take Zach Wilson. So that's where this all stands. The Jets have the longest playoff drought in the NFL. They have a question mark where the Bills and Dolphins both look like they're going to be great going forward. The Bills are awesome. The Dolphins, I think, are on the come. And the other team in their division has Bill Belichick as the coach. So this is an uphill climb, but it's got to start somewhere. I'm going to be optimistic. I've been saying all year long, I'm going to be optimistic because it costs the same as being pessimistic. The Jets hired a coach everybody's excited about. I'm going to be excited. And I'm going to root for the best. The green list is coming today. It's inspired by Urban Meyer. It is the list of the five greatest ever success stories of college coaches going to the pros. Plus tons of football. Thurman Thomas and Ed Reed coming up in the next half hour. I am just getting started on a football Friday. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right. 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply greenie the podcast this is Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'm presented by progressive insurance drivers who save with progressive save over 750 dollars on average, we will have Thurman Thomas live in just a moment. Ed Reed coming today. Chris Berman coming today. But first, recapping. Hashtag KOD. We made two KOD picks the this kiss morning. Of death. If you're just joining me here, sorry to talk over that. The hashtag is kiss of death. My first KOD pick is Jacksonville will make at least one deep playoff run under Urban Meyer, but he will not be there five years. I think that if I put the over under at five seasons, I would go under. 
I will say four seasons for Urban Meyer. He will make at least one deep playoff run in that time. And if Trevor Lawrence winds up being what everyone says he is, I wouldn't put it past him to win a championship. And the other... Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. The New York Jets will trade the second pick in the draft and keep Sam Darnold. I believe Darnold will be the Jets' starting quarterback. Again, Adam Schefter was talking about that on TV last night in a way that sounds to me like he doesn't think it. He knows it. So I believe the Jets' plan is to keep Darnold, and I think when all is said and done, they will trade the second pick in the draft to someone who wants to take the quarterback, not Justin Fields, but the kid out of BYU, Zach Wilson. Those are my KOD picks. Meanwhile, let's get to with the Buffalo Bills getting set to play a playoff game at home tomorrow night. Let us... Relive one of football's most famous phrases. Take it from these two guys. No one. No one. Circles the wagons. Circles the wagons. Like the Buffalo Bills. Like the Buffalo Bills. The great Chris Berman will join me live later today. And when the Bills were circling the wagons, one of their legendary stars was Thurman Thomas, who joins me on the Goodyear Hotline here on ESPN Radio. Welcome back, Thurman. How have you been? I don't know, man. I just got... I just chill just went through my body hearing Chris Berman say that nobody circles or wagons like the Buffalo Bill. It's uh it's a phrase that I haven't heard in a long time, and I'm glad that he's saying it right now because I think this football team is a special football team, and uh, they got a big showdown this Saturday against the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm, I'm very excited about this football team. You know what is fascinating to me? I had Bruce Smith on the other day, and I've talked to Jim Kelly a lot. And the way you guys remain so connected to it, there's a real family here. Everyone knows about the hashtag Bills Mafia, but I don't know that they realize just how close all of you guys remain to each other and to the franchise. Where does that come from, Thurman? Well, I think it came back from years ago when uh, when I first got here in 1988 and uh, uh, the Bills uh, built Jim Kelly a nice big house in Orchard Park. And uh, after every single game, you know, home game, we would go over to Jim's house and you'd have all the players there. You have all the, the wives, the girlfriends, and just about everybody at his house. And we continued that trend all the way into every last one of these guys were retired. And I think Bruce Smith was probably the last one, him and Andre Reed that retired from the National Football League. And obviously when you go through the history of what Jim Kelly's been through with his son, Hunter, who passed away several years ago, and then Jim going through cancer, and then some of our other friends, you know, passing away. And uh, we've just became really, really great friends ever since then. And, uh, you know, we we have a group chat now that we've been having now for about five or six years that we talk about it on game day. And uh, it's been a family atmosphere. And I think that's one of the things that Sean McDermott has brought over to the Buffalo Bills is that when I talk to guys like Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier, Jerry Hughes, they talk about how they love going over to the facility and seeing the guys and talking to them. And so he's building a culture over there just like we had. And uh, it's great to see that this thing is coming around for the Buffalo Bills organization. I love that. I love to hear that. And I think it's such an important and sometimes underappreciated part of a successful franchise and organization as they have been obviously and clearly are again the hall of famer thurman thomas with me on the goodyear hotline helping you discover the road ahead goodyear more driven right now the biggest part of that success clearly thurman has been the development of the quarterback josh allen they have been trying forever to find the next (laughs) quarter the next great player there after jim kelly what are you seeing now in this young quarterback 
Well, you hit it right on the head, boy. They have been trying, and finally they have found the right guy. You know, I know his first year, you know, people were talking about how accurate he was out of the out of the pocket, and he was just kind of a runner. But I tell you what, when you put in the work that he's put in the work with Jordan Palmer over the offseason, you can see how dedicated this young man is and how he's become involved in the community and the organization, and he's grown into – uh, a, a really fine, damn good football player. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we didn't quite know what we had. And at the end of the season, you know, he's been in the MVP talk. And so I don't think he'll win it. I think that'll go to Aaron Rodgers. But to ha- see him climb from year one to year three, you know, on our group tax uh, that we have with the guys, you know, we, we, we joke with Jim saying, hey, Jim, it's about time. You might need to leave Buffalo because this is Josh <laughs> Allen's town right now. And uh it is great. It is great to see him, you know, really come alive. And uh, but I think really, though, what has helped him is that the acquisition of Stefan Diggs that has truly uh, helped him in his development. I thank Brandon Bean for bringing Stefan uh, Diggs over here from the Minnesota Vikings. I, I think that has really opened up uh, the, the confidence level for Josh Allen, knowing that he has a truly number one target, a guy who led the league in receptions and uh, reception yards. So he's always a guy that he can always look to. And I think that development has helped Josh Allen. And hopefully, you know, that can be a combination here for the next five or six years. Absolutely. And, you know, Thurman, that's why that's a big part of the reason that I've been saying for a while, Josh Allen is an enormous organizational success story. So many teams draft young quarterbacks and then they just hope they turn out well. What the, the Bills have done with him, they played to his strengths immediately. They brought the rest of it. The things he didn't do as well, they developed those over the course of time but didn't force him to do things he wasn't ready to do early. And then when it was clear right. he was ready to take that next step, they go out and they make a daring move like that to bring in a player the caliber of Diggs. And I think that made an enormous difference in his development. So give Allen the credit. He's terrific. But I think it has been a total organizational success to see what he's become. Well, I think so, too. And uh, you know, I don't know if you read it or not, but there was an article a couple of weeks ago uh, in the Buffalo News about how uh, Mr. Pagula, Terry Pagula, the owner of the Buffalo Bills, how he was really excited and really wanted Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that was a guy that he loved and he saw that he really wanted. But you know what? It came to where I, I think were Sean McDermott and at the time, uh, Brandon Bean said that this this is a guy that we want. He has a big arm. You know, he's a young kid. He's from Wyoming, so the cold weather won't be an issue for him. And uh, and I think when you read stuff like that and you hear stuff like that, and I think it motivates you. And I, and I think even though the article came out at the end of the year, you know, I'm sure Josh heard about it and saw it or whatever. And I think, you know, when you have that and you have something like a chip on your shoulder, man, it motivates you. And I think – I think it did that for Josh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that Sean McDermott and Brandon being drafted this guy. Uh, he's going to be here for the next 10 or 15 years, and uh, I truly believe that he will that he will bring a, a couple of championships to the city of Buffalo. Thurman Thomas with me, the Hall of Famer on ESPN Radio. So, so let's X and O this game a little bit for everybody. So I had Bart Scott on the television show today, and he was saying, if he's designing a defense for Baltimore, and, and of course he is a former Raven, so he's very, has yes. <laughs> very much has a vested interest in this. He's saying you put the number one corner on the number two receiver, which is John Brown. Take him out of the game. Yep. Double cover Stefan Diggs. So I, I want everyone to picture this so that when you're watching the game, let's see if this is the philosophy they go to. Double cover Stefan Diggs. 
try and take John Brown out of the game with one guy. You're playing man. You keep an eye on Josh Allen the entire night, and you don't let him kill you by running with the football. Those are the three keys that he talked about. Give me your sense of the X's and O's if that's the matchup they see. Well, I mean, it's a a pretty good idea to have. But I think over the course of the year, we have seen Stephon Diggs double-team. And and let me tell you something. This guy is a worker. He's a hard worker. And like like Bruce Smith always say, if you see the double-team, beat the Mm double-team. And I think that's the mentality that Stephon Diggs has. But I think also, too, you know, this is not an offense just built around Stephon Diggs. If you – single up and put your second-best corner on John Brown, what are you going to do with Cole Beasley? I mean, he was a second-team All-Pro. So, I mean, this guy is capable of taking over a game because he took over a couple of games this year uh, for the Buffalo Bills. But I think one of the most important things is that we have to find a running game. We haven't had a running game all season long. And if you're going to be in that opportunity to exploit the Baltimore Ravens' defense. Now, I know they shut down uh, Derrick Henry um, last week, but this is a different type of offense. I I think if they do have some sense of some type of running game against the Baltimore Ravens, then you won't see that double team all the time with Stephon Diggs. But I tell you what, I think Brian Dable has done an outstanding job of putting uh, Stephon Diggs in a lot of positions and a lot of uh, situations where he's able to beat the beat the second um, the double team, but also put him in a situation where they can't double team. So uh, it, it's definitely going to be a, a, a good X and O type of football game. And uh, like Barshaw said, I mean he, he's exactly he's exactly right on that. But I think with his football team, you know they're hungry and they're ready to and they're ready to go. The great Thurman Thomas is with me. One one last thing I want to ask you. You know we've talked so much over the years. I have over the many years I've been hosting talk shows about your team going to four straight Super Bowls and falling short each time. And the story of resiliency, to me, is so remarkable. These days, when a team loses the Super Bowl, they talk about how it's so devastating that they almost never even make the playoffs the following year. What was it about your team, your relationships, and your players that you were able to keep coming back year after year, even after each of those disappointing defeats? Well, I, we talked about it earlier. You know, we were a family. And one of the things that we always talked about, and you hear from guys, Bruce and Jim and Andre and Daryl, is that we never pointed the blame at anybody. You know, we just felt like we just didn't play uh, good football, especially the last three Super Bowls. Uh, obviously, our first Super Bowl against the Giants was more than that, that we were closest to winning. Uh, but we had guys on that football team that, that would just never – ever quit you know we we had guys who came back every year to training camp in better shape better mentally physically uh we had guys who wanted to win so badly for the city of buffalo that we didn't care about you know what other people thought about us or what uh other people were saying about us when we got on that football field we just felt like we can kick anybody's ass at any single time and uh, and when you have that confidence and you have that mentality you forget about what happened, and we did it four years in a row. And trust me, Greeny, you know we were we were a team to try to determine to to get that Super Bowl victory to the city of Buffalo. But we have some strong-willed, minded guys on our football team who never quit, who never gave up, and uh, uh, I, I commend those guys for that. And you know, being in one of those Super Bowls, especially the last one where I fumbled and James Washington picked up the ball and ran it for a touchdown. It changed the momentum of the of, of the football game. And 
after I was down after the game and guys just came up to me and said, don't worry about it. You know what? Hey, we'll be back next year. You know, if we would have stopped Emmett Smith from getting the, all those yards in the second half, maybe we would have won the damn game. So the positivity of our, our football team was mentally tough. And uh, I commend those guys every single year for coming in and trying to bring a championship to the city of Buffalo. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's, it's one of the great accomplishments in the history of the sport to make it to four straight Super Bowls. And I know obviously you want to win one of them, but to keep coming back there, it is it is not something that I think gets enough appreciation. Thurman, it is such a delight to catch up with you here. I'm so excited for you and, and your teammates and, and obviously everybody there in Buffalo. Good luck tomorrow night and, and, uh, and I hope we talk again soon. Thanks very much for the time. All right, Green. Thank you so much, and uh, go Bills. Go Bills. Uh, that is remarkable to me. I, I, if you were listening the other day when I had Bruce Smith on, it might have been yesterday. Days kind of meld together. I think it was two days ago. But the connection, as you listen to Thurman there, were you struck, as I was, by how well he knows this team? Like He knows the ins and the outs. Not all former players do that. But the connection that he still has to the Bills organization, it is part. It is a great success story. And that there is a family element to the fan base of that team. Again, hashtag Bills Mafia. Everybody is aware of that. And it's been a really long time since we've been able to say this. Take it from these two guys. No one. No one. Circles the wagons. Circles the wagons. Like the Buffalo Bills. Like the Buffalo Bills. And Boomer, by the way, is going to join me in the next hour. I said with the Bills back in the playoffs and making a deep run, we have to hear from Chris Berman. So Chris Berman will join me in an hour. The legendary Ed Reed will join me in 60 seconds. We will talk to the Hall of Famer in exactly one minute. It's two teams that really do mirror themselves, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Just a question of whether the rest of the Bills team shows up and plays to the same level that Josh Allen. The Baltimore Ravens, they got back to Lamar Jackson-type football. Just be a baller. All right, let's look at the other side of that game. We just talked about the Bills. Let's talk about the Ravens, and let's talk about them with one of the great players in the history of their franchise or any franchise. The Hall of Famer Ed Reed is with me on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Ed Reed. Good morning. What's going on, Green? I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to talk to you and a pleasure to have you here as we get set for this game. And I want to start... While defense obviously was your side of the ball, let's start with the other side right now. Lamar Jackson, so much talk had been out there about his never having won a playoff game. Now that he did that, that he came up big in that spot last week, how do you see the pressure off of him and what do you think it means for his performance tomorrow night? I mean, he's been in the playoffs, you know, and and congrats on Lamar getting his first playoff win. You know, I think he needs to get, um, talked about more than all these other quarterbacks who just get into the playoffs. You know, um, they they still tend not to get Lamar his respect. You know, but I mean, I'm, I'm I love what Lamar did um, the last game, um, and I think if he continues that, you know, he can he can continue to lead the team if they play solid defense and and run the football the way they can. Let's talk about the defense, because obviously it was the defenses that you played on in Baltimore were the stuff of legend, and you won a championship with that group there. How do you see this defense, and what are the keys for them going up against a really good quarterback in Josh Allen? I mean, right now you, you cannot you, – I, I can't even say that. You have to be consistent. Um, you have to continue to be consistent, you know, going against a good quarterback like Josh Allen, a mobile quarterback, you know, somebody they see every day. You know, it's, it's 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 always a challenge, you know, going against a guy who can throw the ball and run the ball. 
you know, but um, you know, I think this is a be a, a really good game, man. They they match up well. Both teams match up well against each other. You know, I think this is going to come down to um, you know, the the coaches, you know, making the right calls, putting their players in position to be successful. You know, Ed, obviously you're always known for, for your extraordinary ball skills and, and always just somehow managing to be wherever the ball was being thrown. But when it comes to these running quarterbacks who are so much more prevalent in the game than when you were playing, take me through that. What's the challenge of that for a guy in your position when the opposing quarterback on any given play can kill you with his legs? What does that do to a player like you? Um, You know, for me, my job is simple. You know, I'm 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 the last line of defense, so... You know, it's it's reminders that you continue to give to your defense on, you know, that quarterback being able to run, you know, especially in key situations like third downs and stuff like that. You know, um, we have to stay in coverage, you know, no matter what until until he crosses the line of scrimmage. And by that time, you know, he's probably being chased by, you know, four or five guys, you know, and um, usually by the time he gets to us, he's sliding. You know, these, these quarterbacks are a little protected. You know, they're a little bit more protected, you know, these days. But, you know, it's not really a big threat. I mean, the, the threat is the fact that you know he can run and you know he can pass, you know. So we 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 had to make them pick their poison on how they wanted to, to, to play against us, you know, defensively when I played, you know. So it's, it's definitely going to be a, a, a coaching matchup to see how these coaches defensively attack both of these quarterbacks two great young quarterbacks in this game no question greenie and ed reed all right one more thing i want you to tell me a story just gonna sit back and have a little story time tell me a story i do a feature called tell me a story and you were on that legendary defense tell me a story about playing with ray lewis i've always been fascinated by his intensity tell me your favorite story about playing with ray a favorite story about Ray? I mean, there, there was so many times, man. You know, um, the fact that Ray, um, you know, was one of the hardest workers I knew. Um, he put so much time into studying tape and and, and understanding, um, knowing where um, he needs to be, where other people needs to be, and what the offense is doing, and just communicating with his teammates um, on the football field during the game. I'm trying to make adjustments, you know. Um, I don't know, man. One of my favorite ones, God, man, there's so many, dude. Like, this dude was everywhere, <laughs> you know. Uh, one of my – I guess I can tell you one of the favorite stories is, like, we used to be in defensive meetings and the fact that Ray was, was everywhere on the football field. We had times when either Ray was um, not even on the tackle and and we'll be in the locker room, or should I say, in the meeting room, joking about it. And coach would be like, "Ray was on the tackle," you know. <laughs> somebody in the in the room would be like, "Ray was on the tackle." Ray was nowhere near the tackle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we used to have fun with it because you know Ray was everywhere, man. Ray was sideline to sideline, you know. He was always encouraging his teammates, you know. So that's probably one of the funnier ones, man, that I had is the fact that we used to be in a in the meeting room and always putting Ray putting Ray down for the tackle, even if he was on it or not. I love it. The Hall of Famer, Ed Reed. It's a pleasure to catch up. Thank you. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. No doubt. You too, brother.
Take care. That's Ed Reed with me here on ESPN Radio, one of the all-time greats. I mean, genuinely one of the all-time great players in the history of the NFL. Hey, check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision. It's an original series. It's now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. All right, next up, it's you. We got a lot of football fans out there, and it's been a big week. We got teams hiring coaches. We got teams not hiring coaches and keeping theirs. We got teams getting set to play playoff games. The game is going to be called How Do You Feel? As a football fan, 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. My question is, how do you feel as a fan today? And you'll answer it next on ESPN Radio. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And I want to make sure you're aware that Stephen A. Smith has a new show on ESPN+. Plus. It's called Stephen A.'s World. I was talking to him about it the other day. It's just a, it's a unique sort of mishmash of all the different things that he does, hot takes and can't-miss interviews and all kinds of humor that he does at Stephen A.'s World exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. You can sign up now at ESPNplus.com. And you can catch me there every weekday as well. On ESPN Plus, I'm on there. Barton Hahn are on there. Max Kellerman's on there. Shanae Golick Jr. on there every single day on ESPN Plus. Okay, now it is time for you. If you can get past my uh, disheveled board operator, hashtag Bubba, then you can tell me how you feel as a football fan today. My phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. There's so much going on around the NFL. Let's see how the fans are feeling. Bubba, who's up first? We got Terrence. All right, Terrence, how do you feel? Honor on there, on there, I think I'm about to be on the radio. Come on, Terrence. Uh, yes. Terrence, we Hello, lost. I, I didn't understand a word of that. Bubba, let's try somebody else. Delay. He blew it. Who do we got next? Bubba, who's next? We got Phil. Phil, you're on ESPN Radio. Phil, how do you feel? Greeny, great to talk to you this morning. Listen to your show every morning. Uh, my hot take is uh, the Browns this weekend. Um, I love how the Kansas City Chiefs fans and most of the people I talk to aren't giving the Browns a chance, uh, giving them bulletin board material. And as Ohio State showed Clemson, what can happen when you give a team bulletin board material and get them fired up? And I really think the Browns are going to go into Arrowhead and give Kansas City everything they can handle. I don't know if they're going to win, but I know they're going to give them one heck of a run for their money. I agree with you. And the more I think about this game and the more I look at numbers, the more I love the Browns with the points. And if, look, I mean, the reason you don't bet against Mahomes is because he's Mahomes or you don't bet against the Chiefs because of Mahomes. But the reality is the Browns offense over the second half of this season has been more explosive than Kansas City's and they run the ball better. 
So the biggest concern you have if you're Cleveland is that your weakness is exactly the worst one to have against Kansas City, which is your back end defensively. Miles Garrett's going to have to wreck this game against Mahomes. Mahomes is going to have to make a mistake or two along the way, and the Browns are going to have to be perfect on offense. Baker is going to have to be spectacular. But do I give them a puncher's chance? Absolutely. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. The calls today. How do you feel as a football fan? Bubba, who's next? Yeah, next we got Kirk. All right, Kirk, how do you feel? I feel humored by the fact that Jeffrey Lurie did Doug Peterson the best favor he could do him by firing him. Now, Peterson, getting paid for two years, can kick back and smell the roses a little bit and take his own sweet time finding the right job. I I think that's the best thing they could have done. I'm also very happy the Browns are finally in. Well, I love your take on Peterson, and I'll say this. I've had people whisper to me, this might have been what Peterson wanted. He could see the writing on the wall. He's got a bad team with a bad cap situation. He's got a quarterback controversy, the likes of which no other team in the sport has because they're tied to Carson Wentz, but everyone can see the other kid is better. So I've had it whispered to me that this might have been exactly what Doug Peterson wanted here, and you're right. He can sit back, get paid, take another season, take a season off, and then probably have his pick of jobs next year. I, I like that take a lot. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? We got George. George, how do you feel today as a football fan, George? Hey, lifelong Jets fan, Greeny, and uh, just happy to hear that the Jets are leaning toward keeping Sam Darnold. I think the coaching decision was terrific, and I think uh, it only looks like the Jets are going to be going up next year. Well, and- yes, they have nowhere but up to go. So that part of it, I agree. And, and I think Robert Sala will be a breath of the freshest of air by comparison, at least personality-wise, to Adam Gase. I mean, Sala is a, a commanding presence, not just because he looks the part, which he obviously does, but everyone says he has huge personality. I've never interviewed him myself, but everyone says he's very gregarious and, and has a, a big personality and will be, you know, seems to have some of those leadership traits you're looking for. Little-known fact, as he brings Rob LaFleur over as his offensive coordinator, that's the younger brother of Matt LaFleur, who's done a great job as the head coach in Green Bay. I believe Salah was the best man in Matt LaFleur's wedding. Best man in Matt LaFleur's wedding. So that, if you want to sort of give yourself a a mental picture of what the offense might look like, that's the offense that they're running in Green Bay now. And obviously, Sam Darnold is not Aaron Rodgers, but it is a very quarterback-friendly offense. Now, the call there just said... You're happy that they're bringing back Darnold. I'm on record as saying I believe that Darnold needed a fresh start. That is not because I don't believe in him. He's only 23 years old. I think Darnold has the talent to be a really good NFL quarterback. I thought the best thing that could happen to him, and still do, is that he winds up in Indianapolis or San Francisco or maybe Pittsburgh, someplace else, where he doesn't have to doesn't have to keep smashing his head against a wall where it has been so unsuccessful and the fans, I think, will not be excited about it. But if you're excited about his return, then maybe that's a good sign. So we'll see. Bubba, I got time for one more quickly. Who we got? We got Mike. All right, Mike, how do you feel? Hey, I feel great. I love your KODs because I go the other way and cash them in. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's smart. That's exactly what you should do. Hashtag KOD. For those who don't know, Take thank you very much. Kiss of, I keep talking over that, Bubba. we got to work on that one. Um, How many times are you going to do that? I know. It's, I'm going to blame someone else for me talking over the production. That's, that's what you get to do when the show is called Hashtag Greenie. But let me explain to you, for those of you who don't remember, where KOD came from. It came from, what year was it that the Ravens beat the Giants in the Super Bowl? Oh, January of 01? Whatever year that was. 
that year, we would do picks. You know, we were doing Mike and Mike. We would do picks through the playoffs. There were 10 playoff games before the Super Bowl that year. Now there are more, but there were 10 playoff games before the Super Bowl. I picked 10 games against the spread and was 0 for 10. I got all 10 games wrong. You couldn't do that if you tried. And that's where the hashtag kiss of death was born. I did wind up getting the Super Bowl right, but that's where the KOD was born. So, yes, you could put your kids through college betting against me. Dan Orlovsky and Chris Berman in our next hour. Stay there. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.